from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? Yeah. Ooh, oh, yay. That's my, that's my, uh, you don't know it. <laughs> no, it's the sparkle thing at the end. Wait, what is it? Sing it again. It's like, you know how at the end of it, like, oh, yeah. And it has little sparkles. Oh, I thought you were going off and like doing the sad one. And I was like, that didn't sound like it. Yeah. Coming after me, girl. If I don't know, I can go mouth shut. That's because I don't want to be embarrassed on the internet, you know? No, but that's funny because if I don't know something, I'll sing it with my whole heart. That's the difference between you and me. It's like, I'm if sad. I don't know it, I'll be like, la la. Like, watch me. Next time, like, a rap song comes on, watch me very closely. Like, like stare at me. Because sometimes I'll be like, oh, girly, I know. Like, and I, like I know. Girly, girly, I know. <laughs> Sometimes, like, I'll sing something, and you'll start singing the same song, and I'm like, girl, that was not the same song at all. But it's funny. It's funny. I appreciate it. That happened recently, and I forget what the songs were, but that just, like, has a lot to do with the fact that I'm always confidently wrong. Guys, I'm still in Philly because I'm a whore, and Sydney is in New York right now, so we're doing this long distance. And, Sydney, are we in a long distance relationship? Yeah. Sarah's supposed to come back three weeks ago. Let's put that out there. 
You are you are 17 days past your expected day home and it's offensive. Yeah, and you know why? I blame Eric because blame Eric he does this well. thing where he doesn't like he's not like this is how he convinced me to stay. I go, yeah, I have to leave pretty early in January. And he goes, oh, really, do you have to? And I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, okay. I'm and like, I was mm. like, no, never mind. No, literally, like, I literally, like, he was such a supportive boyfriend and just, like, mildly disappointed. And I, that, like, he was so good about it that I was like, never mind. I'll stay for you. So, you know, pull my arm. And he was like, are you sure? Like, you really don't have to. And I was like, I mean, clearly you really want me to. So, like, I kind of blamed it on him, but it's not his fault. Boot Eric boot eric <laughs> eric you hear that she's coming for you i love when people are like blank as blank characters so like um on the law school reddit they were doing like t14 schools as euphoria characters and like as suit characters and they're so accurate that i appreciate it they also did that on tiktok too they were like if euphoria was recasted by disney characters or like if euphoria was like a chaotic old edition. I don't know. I think they're so funny. At least the accurate ones are. Rue would be Raven Simone and oh. Cassie would be Hooked Up, like stuff like that. Okay, that's what I thought you were talking about because I love the ones where it's like, oh yeah, like if literally, like it's a skit. Like it's like if Euphoria was on a Disney channel, no one would be trans. No one would be like any any type no of No one would be black. Straight. It'd be white no one would be black. and tan. <laughs> and then someone would go up to them in the hallway and be like, Hey, bestie, did you check your IG lately? And the girl's like, yeah. And the girl's like, well, everyone hated it, and you looked ugly. And I'd walk away, and then the audience would go, ooh. And then some guy, Chad, would go like, hey. And there would be no drugs. I wonder if um, the way that we view current Disney shows, I don't know what any current Disney show is, but like the ones the generation after us, I found that they were so cringe. But I wonder if people thought that about our shows, like, Hannah Montana was Waverly Place, or were they just superiorly better? I think the earliest show that gave me like the TV show ick was Sunny with the Chance. If you watched that show, I had no respect for you because you have obviously bad taste. <laughs> I loved Sunny with the Chance. Ew. Ew. It's like, it was like SNL for children, but not funny at all. No, I went on a little too long because you're going to flame me for this. So not only did I watch Sunny with the Chance, I watched the not-so-random spinoff that they did after Sunny with a Chance. Like, they recreated the show not-so-random, or that-so-random, not not-so-random, that-so-random, and it aired for, like, a good six months, and I watched, like, every episode. <laughs> I loved it. Sis, I would keep that one in the draft. <laughs> Marinate on it. Yeah. Marination done. That was cringe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, it couldn't be me. Demi Lovato, for some reason, I don't like her. She rubs me For some reason... Way. I mean, for, Girl, ma- for, for some many reasons. Reason. For many reasons. Oh my God. Demi Lovato is a menace. She's a menace. <laughs> she is a menace. I, I will give her that. She's just funny. Like, I don't, I don't like hate, hate her because I don't know her, but it's so funny. Like, watching her say that, like, calling UFOs aliens is, like, offensive just to, like, pretend to be woke and then, like, getting a mullet. Like, that's just funny to me. Like, I don't, like, seeing Sunny with, like, mullets are fine, but, like, seeing Sunny with a chance and then seeing Demi Lovato with a mullet, like, it just makes me laugh. And then also, this is, like, I actually really didn't like this. Like, this wasn't even funny. This is just, like, what are you doing? Was what we talk about all the time on the podcast, the, like, getting so triggered that she had to try to ruin a small business on her social media 
about fat-free yogurt or like what was it like gluten-free oh, or something you like want to talk about fat-free yogurt you want to talk about fat-free yogurt y'all you guys know the only fight sarah and i have ever gotten was we were playing this game called girls night yeah. and while we were playing it we had to list out yogurt flavors and sarah said that fat-free was a flavor we have this discussion at least once a week for me to just bring it up and remind her of what she said. And she still stands by it. But you're kind of giving me Demi Lovato with that comment. No. Okay, because that's so different in so many ways. Is it, is it really? She was literally trying to ruin a small business and I was just trying to make you wrong. <laughs> exactly. Is that, is, is, I think that's comparable in some ways. It's not. I think it is. Are you a small business? Was yeah, actually, yes, I am. <laughs> I very much am. Thank you. I've been getting put to work. To work. True. For, and getting underpaid, like yes. the rest of us. Ugh. Anyway, um, I wanted to talk about, since we're on the topic of like TV, the new Sex and the City episode that came out today. Have you seen it? No. Girl, it's three o'clock. I've been at work since nine. Ugh, our lives are so different. I, I, know. Really, I was like playing Uno with my family all day long. Um, oh, I'm but jealous. I'm still on vacation. So it came out today, and I'm not, I won't spoil it for you so we can talk about it next episode. Okay, yeah, so. <laughs> I love this. Okay. If you guys live in New York, if you are Eden if Heisman woman, TikTok, if you're literally, literally on TikTok <laughs> at all, you have heard about the conundrum, the catastrophe that is West Elm Caleb. I have been really on this subject since the first video because I'm ahead of the twins. You know the deal. La, la, la. And I have, okay. Everyone's going to think that I'm being super dramatic right now, but I think that the problem is not West Elm Caleb. He is a symptom of a problem. Ooh, that was so bad. Why um, was that iconic? I know, I know. You know me. So um, just to recap, if you all do not know what West Elm Caleb is, there is a guy on in New York City. He's 6'5", works at West Elm as a designer, a apparently and he has a little mustache he looks like he, like he looks like your local yuppie like your local attractive yuppie man like you definitely like had a little like fantasy about him but you knew it would never work out in the end that's your guy so and also hard to find a guy over five eight that's decently attractive in new york so he's definitely like Facts. giving <laughs> diamond in the rough at first at first and so weston caleb apparently i don't know how he does it with the nine to five but he matches with pretty much any blonde girl in New York City. Some brunettes in there too, but mostly blonde. And what he does, or his issue is, is that he does something that we call love bombing, which is a form of emotional abuse and manipulation in which you shower someone like to the point of it kind of being overbearing, of um, compliments and love and oh, we're going to be together. I see this happening. Like, you're the one blah, 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 like straight out the bat without even knowing the person. And if I can interject, why, why men do that is because they want to take advantage of that kind of like love at first sight, automatic connection that like a lot of women do seek for. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they, search, they search for that instant connection. Like we're going to be together forever. But then they just go like 30 steps beyond that. Yeah. Because they also know that if you're going to do that, you're not going to make the girl fall for you faster. So you're getting the highs, you're getting all the highs of your relationship with none of the lows. But anyway, they love bomb you for a couple weeks, a couple months, whatever. And then that behavior immediately stops. 
And the way they make you stay is by repeating that behavior on kind of like a schedule where like, then they pull apart and say, oh, I need some time. I need a break, blah, blah, blah. Then they come back, start love bombing again. Anyway, he was doing this to a lot of girls at the same time. <clears throat> Basically being like, oh, like you're so different. Like I think you're the one, like we just connected straight off the bat. Like this is crazy. He would go on dates with them like multiple days in a row, blah, blah, blah. blah. Anyway, he would do that for like six, for a month, six weeks, whatever, and then just ghost the girl, not, not with a word, like nothing. Um, he sent them like personalized playlisting quotes. Remember that, because that comes back. And anyway, he does all of this. And then this girl posts a video um, about him on TikTok. And suddenly all of these girls start commenting. She's a pretty big creator in New York. And they were like, wait, is this West Elm Caleb? And everyone's like, wait, I'm dating West on Caleb. And they're like, wait, no, I am. Wait, I was dating him last week. And no, I'm Radio Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dead. Ew, the fact that you knew that reference, bleh. I've never seen that movie and I'm proud to say it. Uh, yeah, mm, you should be. Okay. It's Debbie Ryan, girl. <laughs> That's another thing. If I see her in a movie, I know it's trash. Anyway, Ryan. these girls are all making videos about their experiences with him and they find out that he wasn't just sending them all like similar messages. He was literally copy and pasting paragraphs to all of these girls about how they're the one this and that sending them all the exact same quote-unquote personalized playlist and we just change the name of the playlist for each girl something that has to do with them like a redhead or whatever and then it got to the point where some girls found out they had gone on dates with him on the same day like one girl woke up at his place on saturday the one girl had a lunch date with him another girl had a nightcap with him so to the point where he was that's not even like Oh, he has, he's a player. He has game. Like, no, that's nasty. That's unsafe. And it's, it's just not, it's not it, you know? And while yes, he's a man ho, and that's definitely a problem. And love bombing is an issue we'll talk about in another episode. Um, I think that he is a symptom of a larger problem that is called dating app culture, which I think has ruined any semblance of a normal and healthy relationship for people in their twenties. Thank you for coming to my thesis. That was my thesis. That's so true. I just, I, I'll stay strong on my theory that I, I think men love to take advantage of what they think women want, uh, but then they either overdo it or underdo it or don't do it at all. You know what I mean? But in some way, they just take advantage of it. You know what I like? And they do that by not doing exactly what it is, but by like doing their own special little version of it that either ends in like harassment or like love bombing or ghosting or like because men cannot comprehend that love doesn't have everything to do with sticking your penis in a tight lovely hole thank you for that graphic picture sarah thank you i really hope you had a clear picture (laughs) seriously that's hilarious because sydney texted me this morning and she was like we should do this episode or we should talk about um west home caleb on the episode and i was like what's that and I literally had no idea what it was. How long did it start ago? Like three. I was ago, there for the ago? first video, and I think it was three days ago. Very proud of you. No, I because I'm I'm all like up in that topic. drama. I people are having drama. I'm I'm be up there reading it. I'm not commenting. I'm not saying anything. But I want to know this. But just which is to, weird because usually we have very similar for you pages. So how the hell? Yeah. Even like my guy friends had it on their for you page. When Sarah just didn't know it, I was like, Sarah, what? You little TikTok girly. <laughs> um, I think it's because I'm alone in my apartment, so that's literally all I have to do. Anyway, just to go back to the love bombing thing, just to give it like an actual definition because we didn't really give it one. This is from Wikipedia, so citing my sources. Um, Love bombing is an attempt, usually by narcissists, to influence a person by demonstrating attention and affection. It can be used in different ways. 
And psychologists have identified this as a possible part of a cycle of abuse and have warned against it. So examples of love bombing are like grand romantic gestures out straight out the bat. So like bringing you flowers and chocolates and all of this extravagant gifts. Okay, for example, on TikTok, there's that trend going on where it's like, how do you know you have an Arab boyfriend? And it's like girls showing like all these purses they got and then texts being like, oh, I hate you. Like, I hope you die. Like, no one's gonna be there for you. And then a picture of a purse. And it's not just Arab men, that's just what the tag is. But it happens a lot in a lot of relationships when it's usually a sign of narcissism. But it's also like, constant obsessive obsessive compliments so like oh my god you're so beautiful like every time i look at you too much um excessive communication constant attention demands of commitment resisting your boundaries making soulmate claims saying i love you too quickly um too good at, being too good at saying what you want to hear um being too good to be true make you feel like you're being saved or that you saved them etc 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 so that's basically what is wrong with the situation but like I said yes they doxed him and like posted his picture and that can get a little bit dangerous but I think it was kind of not a sign of accountability but finally starting a conversation on what's wrong with dating app culture I'm gonna make a TikTok about this I think I should you I should. think I might because I kind of lost and it also it's early enough where like almost every video about West Elm Caleb is going viral and you are you so the video is gonna go viral you know what i mean but we should talk about dating app culture and what's wrong with it or what's not wrong yeah. with it because we can have different opinions on it in my point of view as someone who has been active on dating apps for years now um i have found all but one of my long-term relationships or serious relationships through dating apps so i'm not saying that i don't use them or that they're bad i'm just saying that i think they've developed this sort of paradoxical way of thinking in our generation especially like people in their 20s or like their late teens and I think that's the sole reason why we don't have long-term serious commitment anymore because for the first time people have instant gratification and ego boosting at their fingertips you can swipe for 10 seconds and do the work of 10 bar nights in 10 seconds you know like I know when I, I'm not saying I'm not um, in that because I know when I was feeling down or feeling a little depressed or like not having good self-esteem, I would go on the apps, swipe for five minutes and be like, oh, I'm wanted, whatever. But I think that because there's always that option of having another person, someone better looking, someone nicer, someone with more of your interest and with a better body at your fingertips than your current partner, you're never going to be fully in that relationship. You know, like there's always someone else at your fingertips or a click away. And I feel like having that sentiment has made people less inclined to be in relationships and more just in the uh, thought process of spending 10 seconds on an app and getting a night out or getting late or whatever your goal is and having to put no work into it. And that's why we're in this cycle of everyone being single, everyone being hurt, whatever. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, 
a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Personally, I don't hate or love dating apps um, because I use them for a really long time. And obviously, I don't use them anymore because I'm in a relationship. But like... When I used them, it was always, like, 50-50. Either, like, it sucked so bad <laughs> or it would be, like, the best thing ever. Because, you know, most of the time it was both. Because, you know, when you do something that makes you feel really, really good and it's just, like, the best. Like, I, would, I wouldn't compare it to, like, drugs or something like that because that's a lot. But I would definitely say that whenever I would get that instant gratification, I would feel really, really good about myself. And I would love life. And I'd be like, oh, my God, it's the best. And then... I would feel really bad about myself because I knew it was kind of not organic. Not organic in the fact that it was from an app, but not organic in the fact that I was just looking for attention. And the only reason I was talking to this, like, one guy, for example, was because I wanted him to tell me I was pretty because I was feeling bad about myself. Do you know what I mean? And so in some cases, that definitely could have led people on, and I'm sure it did. Do you know what I mean? So then when I kind of stopped talking to them or when they said something wrong and I didn't, like, tell them what they did because it wasn't that deep, but they might have thought it was... I felt really bad about myself. So I think for me, it was definitely one of those things. I think dating apps in themselves aren't inherently evil, but I think the culture that's been created, just like anything, just like social media, just like human society. But I think what we've managed to create out of it oftentimes is not too great. And this is like a perfect example, I think, just because of like the dating app culture. And so, and I'm not saying like everybody who's on a dating app like is invested in this culture, but I think this situation is a perfect example of how dating apps of a dating apps can like influence people negatively and especially like narcissists like they, they bring to light men who like if you maybe if you would have met them in person you would have kind of knew something was wrong right away but like on a dating app it kind of covers that yeah i think it's also just like an ego 
blah, you know, like an ego reinforcement, you know? It's a thing. It just is a way, I think for men, it's a way to strengthen their egos and women to find comfort in what they look like, like self-esteem wise. And it's just like, it has somehow made the minor generation worse. I know, like I matched with this guy. He was literally, baby was pushing his third decade. This man's almost 30. He should have a 401k thinking about retiring and buying a house in Colorado. But no, his opening line is that body go dummy. Like, sir, you are, okay, like I don't know what's worse. The fact that you are almost 30 years old and that's your opening line. Or they thought that would work for you. Like, you really sat there and you went, hmm, this is what I'm going to say to make this girl like me. Like, there's not even that, like, just five seconds of putting in pure effort anymore. It's just like, hey, what are you up to? Are you up tonight? Where are you at? You know, it's just, <laughs> it's not, it's not giving. The girls don't want it. The girls don't like it. The girls don't need it. I gotta be alone, honestly. The girls should throw it in the trash. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like, um, and I don't know, because the reason why I don't, like, I don't think dating apps are necessarily bad is because, like, I was very into the whole, I discussed this in a previous episode, but I was really into the whole, like, I'm going to meet a man at a nightclub or a bar. Um, but honestly, the men that I met in those kinds of environments were still shit. They were shit. Mm-hmm. Like, in nightclubs and in bars, even though it's in person. And, like, some people like to say that meeting people in that way is better or more organic. I don't necessarily agree 100% of the time because men, especially in nightclubs, even though it's in person, they... 100% of the time tend to suck. You know what I mean? See, I'd rather meet someone at an app than in a bar because, yes, it's in person, but I don't think that gives you any advantage besides knowing that they're a real person because you have, what, 20 drunk minutes to know someone. You're not going to be like, hey, let's get coffee someday next week. They're going to be like, let's go home with me. So like, I'd much rather meet someone on an app where like I have the time to develop an understanding of who they are, if I like who they are, if I like the conversation, if they have anything in common. I'd rather much, much rather do that. Like, I have genuinely zero interest meeting a man in a bar or a club. No interest whatsoever. That's my whole point. It's like, you know, just because people love to say that or judge people for meeting people in dating apps or they like to say, well, go out and just meet people at bars and lounges. But I don't think one's necessarily better than the other. I personally even will go as far to say I think that before we can change dating app culture we need to change dating culture in general because it's all very toxic you know especially for gen zers i feel like yeah because no one goes to bar the intention of meeting someone to form a deep connection with they're meeting someone to have a connection with that night like i have no interest like if a guy gets me at a bar i don't have any idea of them being like oh like we're gonna get to know each other for the long run like no you're setting a standard at that time as to what your relationship is going to be like what the nature of it's going to be but going further than that further down the um, road further yeah because life is a highway life is a highway and i want to ride it ride it all night long okay they were like they're like yuck yo we're gonna make this movie about some talking cars <laughs> and we need you to go ham on this soundtrack and they went ham no it was like, crazy they didn't because need to go that, hard. that wasn't the original life is a highway so the producers were like re like do the song we want the song because highway cars but i'm but don't go crazy. Like, don't go crazy. Just make it a little cute acoustic remix. And Rascal Flack was like, message received, challenge accepted. And then they gave us the bop of the 2000s. I, yeah. Well, I same thing with Route 66. Like, they um, just took songs that already ex- existed and, like, went off with them. And I think the Cheetah Girls did the same thing because the Cheetah Girls had a Route 66 version. I don't know why. 
and they for the Cars movie for the ending credits, and then they also had Shake Your Tail Feather for Chicken Little. Why? We don't know, but we thank them for it because they didn't need to do that, and they did. And that's really a gift to humankind. Chicken Little made so many songs popular. The lucky, like, the I Will Survive song, that montage where they're running away from the aliens. That's the all, that's that's the first time I ever heard that song. I don't know if you know on TikTok, it's like the only, it starts with at the only, like, JC, CB, something like that. But he's so funny. All he does, his entire account is uh, imitating and making fun of really popular movies. So, like, Kissing Booth. Uh, the one Addison Rae was in. And recently he's been doing Disney Channel. So he just did, wait, was Bratz on Disney Channel? Whatever. But you know what I'm talking about? Like shows from our childhood, like childhood nostalgia It's the guy shows. that like, just like, that does the imitations of like the lip bites and Bratz. I know yes. you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. The Bratz. Okay. Our 40 page is the exact same, like I said, but he did the one about Bratz and he was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, yeah, I thought his videos were funny at first, but then I was kind of like, okay, is that it? <laughs> You know, I still think they're real. Oh, I didn't talk into the microphone. I still think they're really funny, especially his high school musical ones, even though that was a really long time ago. But when She's All That came out or He's All That, whatever it's called, that was the best day of my life because I knew he'd be making videos about it. And I think it's his most viewed video so far. I'm pretty sure it has like 40 million views. It's so funny. Why does she wiggle her toes like that? Why did she stand in front of the car like that? That was funny because, like, it was stuff. Number one, no one was watching the show. And then also no one re- recognized all that stuff. So I like that he pointed it out. But then it's also, like, okay, about TikTok niches, like, I think it's cool to have a niche because, like, I follow you for a reason. Like, if that's all you do, girl, that's boring, you know? I feel you. Sometimes it's good to have, like, the consistency. Like, I like it in other creators. But that's one thing that I think Sydney and I are both really struggling with right now because I created this whole niche for myself on TikTok, which is New York City. But I'm trying to make more money from, like, content creation. So I'm, like, trying to find – I'm trying to, like, broaden my niche, if that makes sense. Because I still like my niche. I still want to be, like – focused around New York City like I still want to make New York City content because that's just how I originate that's why people follow me but I want to make it more centered towards me than about the place where I live you know what I mean so that I have the freedom to like move other places or travel and how people and have people still like my content if you're talking about the peace date no you know how I hate the peace date I'm in trouble I saw this one TikTok that was like um having to use a voting map to figure out where to buy COVID tests in Pennsylvania and I was like this is the state she wants to go back to. Yeah, Pennsylvania is a very interesting state. And it's so different depending on where you go. Because, like, Philadelphia is obviously a very, like, specific area. Very liberal, very bustling, very exciting. And then you literally drive, like, ten minutes outside the city and you hear accents. Like, southern Pennsylvania. Like, it would go from, like, city girl to... Yeehaw, in literally 30 seconds. Just, like, drive down the road. It's crazy how different it is. That's, like, with Jacksonville. But, like, within Jacksonville, there's, like, four very different types of people. Like, there's the beach people. They're, like, eh, surf all day. <laughs> and then there are the black people that live in northern Jacksonville. Then there are the white southerners that live in Jacksonville that are, like, old money. That's super scary. And are, like, the Floridians that you think about. That definitely used to own people. And then there's the portion of the normal, not normal, because a lot of people are normal, but that's like a more diverse area where it's like not segregated necessarily. Yeah, I see what you mean. It's it's also crazy because like in Pennsylvania, the hate has no home here campaign went 
crazy. So everybody has those signs in their front yards. And it's like, you're in Philly and it's all of like those signs. And like Biden and um, even like Hillary stickers. And then you go outside of the city, like literally 10 minutes, I'm not even kidding you, then it's every other house. He does no home here. Trump flag. He does no home here. American flag and Trump flag. You know, people are, and then you go 20 minutes outside of the city and it's literally Confederate flags, like Trump. It, it's crazy. Like, don't tread on me. It's crazy how stark the difference is in the state. That was like, I don't watch Family Guy because why would I? Facts. But there is this like funny <laughs> clip. There's this funny clip that was on, um, it was on TikTok. And it was like Peter, the dad, was a pilgrim or like a founding father, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, let's make America the land of the free. Unless. And then listed like 50 million things. It's like basically unless you're rich or white. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Good. Well, still, even if you're white, like if you're gay, like goodbye. If um, if you have a mental illness, goodbye. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, yeah. rights except for every single other person except for... If you look like a piece of chalk. Sarah, the historian. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know what's funny? In high school, I really wanted to be a teacher. Oh, I could see you being a teacher. But then I open my mouth hole. Things come out. Things definitely come out. <laughs> they just so nuzzle the air. They they come out to you. They come out to my parents. They come out to my boyfriend. And I'm like, what did I just say? And why did I just say that? And we have a little little segment called Sarah Explains Things. <laughs> yeah. It's because, like, Sarah will, like, try to be explaining, like, a TikTok to me or, like, a word to me. Like, yeah. I'm trying, that she needs me to know. And she will say everything but the relevant information. Like, she would be like, do you know that video where the girl's like, ah! And I'm like, what? And I look up the video, she sent you the link, and I'm like, girl, you could have said Real Housewives. Yes. You could have said, it oh, was yeah. a viral meme on Vine. <laughs> or she'll, like, say a word, like, trying to say sleep, and she'll be like, oh, like, down, <laughs> like, like, lay. I'm like, Sarah, what? It's so funny, Soaring, though. Soaring, dreaming. Oh, it's right there on the tip oh. of my tongue. And I'll be like, sleep? She's like, no. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I'm pretty sure I was trying... This happened like a year ago, but I was trying to sing a song for Sydney so that she could know what the song was because I couldn't think of the song. I just could like hum it in my head, but I didn't know what it was. So I was humming it to her, but when I opened my mouth, it just came out as like, ah, and Sydney was like, Yeah, I was like, what? And the funniest part was it was literally the Sugar Plum Fairy Dance from Nutcracker. I remember even what it was, and I was like, ah. Your laugh is my favorite thing on this earth. It is so funny. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Smoking. I rem- I just hung out with one of my high school friends. Her name is Emma. We went to get pizza. And not that that's relevant, but we just hung out <laughs> recently. And she said, wow, your voice got so much higher than last time I saw you. And I was like, when's the last time you saw me? She was like, about two years ago. And you came up to me and I thought you were a different person like you sounded like a gremlin and I was like oh that's when I was smoking like yes 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 that makes a lot of sense and then I uh was curious so I went back and looked up videos of myself from like two years ago and I literally I wait this is how I sounded like yeah so anyway then I went to the doctor and I had like seriously that's exactly what I sounded like isn't that insane it's weird because like when I see pictures of you from before I knew you like that is not the same person even like when I knew you like if you look at old pictures of me and Sarah like, I look different because I was skinny then, and I'm not now. 
and Sarah looks different because she looks like a like literally like 10 years younger than herself I don't know yeah there was one year and I'm pretty sure it was sophomore year of college where I just started looking like I was 24 but then every other year I literally look 16 there is no in between like when I met you you look like a baby but now you don't yeah right that's what I'm saying I'm pretty sure it's sophomore year of college where I just started looking older because maybe maybe it's because I actually started to know how to do makeup I had someone recently tell me that I had a child face the very developed body I was like excuse me that literally sounds awful okay I don't know what it is but like I don't like Vin right now no men are literally so gross I uh woke up before I started dating Eric I woke up every day wishing I would just become a lesbian see I I'm like in like the a romantic mood right now my <laughs> my I'm on ship with my career right now that's what I am girl boss gatekeep <laughs> from BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip I thought in that moment oh my god We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Going back to another topic related to West Elm Caleb, him. Um, How do you feel about doxing? Uh, What's doxing? 
<laughs> okay, so doxing is when, like, in today's standards, it's like when there's a scandal and people release, like, private information or information that identifies a person. So, like, on the internet with obviously bad intent. So, like, like when Carly made that video about you, this is for off the record. No, like you can say that doxing. on you can say that on the podcast. Okay, so like, if she made a video about someone canceling her birthday and then like tagged you in the comments, she'd be doxing you. Like she's pub she's publishing private information about you or identifying information for like malintent. So the doxing of the situation would be that a girl was talking about West Elm Caleb, and then people posted like where he works. They posted pictures of him. They posted his profile. Like, do you think that's good? Do you think it's bad, etc. <clears throat> so I think in situations like that, it gets really murky because you were it's often in games at one point and you're making fun of this guy on tiktok and you're even posting his picture maybe but then i think posting someone's like personal information can get dicey because the only people who would really take advantage of that are like crazy people the the people who would like stalk him at his work or like let's say somebody doxed him in the comments like posting his address or like really private information that's where i feel like the line should be drawn because i feel like no matter really what you do giving psychos like access to private information like that is not a good thing um because everything is so like never black and white you know what i mean so we i'm not saying that caleb there's any really wiggle room for caleb to be a good person in this scenario but in like the typical tiktok social scandal that blows up for example like something similar to what i went through like three years ago like posting my private information like people were doing that posting where i worked my boss's email my work email like my address like saying where i live stuff like that like that's not cool and people who watched the girl's video first before mine or people who watched both and it was just like on the other person's side might have thought that was justified because they're like oh well she's a bitch so good luck to her you know she's racist she's a bitch whatever eh, like fuck her she deserves to like get her life ruined but in my what my what i'm saying is that it's i think it's perfectly okay to think that like it's okay to not be on someone's side it's okay to hold somebody accountable but posting private information i feel like is a really like severe line that's drawn um but doxing people in the term of just like saying their name or just like pinpointing a person like identifying a person from a video that was like ominous right is like that what we're talking about mainly yeah um, I think that's not, we're getting into like really blurry territory. Cause I think, um, airing out private information, that's a really hard line for me, but blurry is where it gets to like, it's just because like, they're going to get so much hate and like, I kind of feel bad for them, but I mean, they totally did something wrong and they should be held accountable. But like, I don't know if that's the correct form of accountability. Does that make sense? What yeah. do you think? I agree in a sense that like doxing can be good in terms of like protecting people, like, let's say, like, for example, like, January 6th, like, when people, the insurrection with the White House, like, being able to pinpoint those people out for, like, literally attacking the Capitol, yeah, I think that's kind of good doxing if it's accurate information. Completely agree. And like, for West Caleb, like, I think that it was a, it was good to put his face with it because he's still actively messaging girls and meeting up with girls, and I think, like, in a way, protecting them from whatever he's doing is, like, positive. But obviously, it goes sideways or gets murky when it comes to like falsely doxing someone so like if you identify the wrong person or post the wrong person because you think it's that who that person is and ruining someone's innocence life but i think as a measure of accountability like i agree with the innocence because think about it like this one sense of accountability 
and two is protecting someone from potentially falling to the same trap that you did. But um, also, this is one thing I hate is when um, guys will get mad at you for like telling people that they cheated or telling you that they hit you or like whatever they did. And then it's like, well. Yeah, they're like, that was our private business. Like that was yeah. our relationship, which is nobody else's well, business. Well, if you don't want anyone to know, then don't do it. How about that? Like men are always like, why do you tell everyone that I cheated on you? Uh, because you did. If you care more about people finding out, then maybe don't do it in the first place. How about that? That's the thing. It's like doxing in social situations only, which I said before, but I wanted to clarify, like in social situations where it's literally like stupid, like you're mimicking someone and someone's like, oh, it's okay. You can just say this person, y- you know, it's stuff like that. It's like, well, that was unnecessary. And I honestly think in some cases, in some cases, that's a form of cyberbullying, but doxing when it comes to sexual predators or guys who are literal crap or even like women who are little crap like just like like predators or like toxic abusive manipulative people i think and and i think it's okay only when there's hard evidence yeah, if that makes sense accurate. like you literally cannot get more clear than sorry i cut you off but you literally cannot get more clear than 80 girls posting about the same guy i.e in this case caleb like you cannot get more hard like not hard evidence obviously but you cannot get more circumstantial than that you know what i mean like that's all the evidence that i know a lot of people need to see and i think that if you're warning about someone to like exactly what you said i think if you're warning people about one person and putting their picture up i think that's totally okay because you're just trying to warn people and say like just watch out for this guy um obviously posting a private information is the line but i think that that's totally fair yeah like don't post their freaking address yeah but, like, if you're warring people because you want to protect people, not just so you can get, like, cyber revenge, digital hurt, then I think that can, like, come into play. For but sure. I think everyone has a different opinion on it. Because I know it's, like, how people feel about cancel culture. Like, mm-hmm. some people think it's really negative and that it, like, makes people feel like they can't ever learn from their mistakes. But I think it's an accountability measure, you know? Absolutely. So, and I think it depends. if you think about it, Caleb, after this whole thing, he's going to take, or he might take um, West Elm out of his bio on his dating profile. So I think getting his picture out there was really important. So women yeah. who are looking for that first love, or sorry, love at first sight, <laughs> first love, women who are looking for that love at first sight kind of moment, that instant connection with someone over a dating app, and when he might start to fulfill that and then just love bomb and pull away and becomes really toxic, I think his picture is really important to like prevent women from falling in that trap yeah i don't know this this motherfucker probably woke up and was like what yeah (laughs) i just think about that i think that's so funny he was like oh shit yeah you know literally and also i know his boss at west elm is like baby what like people the someone took out a a billboard not just like a billboard where it's like a digital billboard like they got it painted on side of a new york building that said look out for red flags six four works at west elm named caleb do you know how funny that someone paid good, hard-earned money just to say that? And I, I, I like the pettiness of that. I respect it. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes pettiness is really, like, well-deserved, in my opinion. Um, again, like, I do want to say, though, especially about cancel culture, that no situation's ever black and white. But if it's something that you can pretty much prove, and if it has to do with the literal safety and well-being of other of others... I think doxing can be a good thing. Just like I think cancel culture can be a good thing, especially in terms of accountability. <clears throat> Cindy and I like to talk about this all the time because cyberbullying is definitely like looked over, especially with the um, 
rise of TikTok and Instagram, and it's just getting way more comfortable. Like, people are getting way too comfortable with airing out their dirty laundry and with kind of saying mean things to people online just because that's literally the purpose of TikTok. Like, that's what people do. Part of the experience is watching the video along with the comments and seeing, like, the maybe petty things that people are saying and, like, getting engaged in the drama. Um, however, I do think that, like, before anybody puts anything out there, whether it's to cancel somebody or whether it's to dock somebody, just keep in mind, like, you know in your gut if you are doing something, just like Cindy said, out of spite, out of media revenge, or because you're sincerely caring about this happening to other people. And I think that's the line when it comes to doxing. I agree. And cancel culture. That was so well said, girl. I'm so scared for the day I get canceled. Like, I'm like, who were you guys talking about? <laughs> no, the day I got canceled I was crazy. <laughs> you survived it, though. Like, I did. I feel like I would handle it well in the sense that I'd be like, girl, you not saying anything to me I don't already think. It's like, what do you, what do you think, you know? I, I wonder what I would be canceled for. Probably say something mean or something offensive. But, you know, that's the part of life. <laughs> exactly. Because now I got, it got me thinking about cyberbullying. Remember that, like, you might have a personal vendetta against someone. You might feel very passionately about something. You might have heard both sides of the story and you are 100% sure that one of these people is totally right, especially in social situations that literally don't mean shit. Um, remember that people literally have feelings. Someone saying something to someone's face and a random person saying it online hurts the exact same amount. Um, I would say just go through life with kindness in your hearts with social media and no because seriously people are so mean no that was just so innocent thank you i know they're so mean but it's so funny sometimes i feel so bad i know right like i watch videos and i'm i look at the comments and i'm like because sometimes it's fine sometimes people make fun of themselves and they literally do it for the purpose of you know kind of encouraging this system that we've already created of like making fun of each other so they make a video purposefully trying to get people in the comments to make fun of them which is fine but then you have people who are literally just putting themselves out there and getting shit on for no reason just because people wake up that day and feel mean, you know? And they're that. just trying yeah. to be funny and make other people laugh at someone else's expense. So if you want to be mean, just do what Cindy does. Do it at the expense of yourself. Don't do it. Don't do it and, like, literally bully other people. I agree. I just you say know? it in my head and then say it about myself. And it's okay. It, it like, balances the karmic nature and karmic energy of the <laughs> You yeah, know. I guess just literally just remember that people have feelings. That's all. And I'm not saying this because of me. Like, I haven't gotten any mean comments lately. I just, like, today I was on TikTok and I was like, what have we come to? <laughs> I'm going to go comment so something mean on Sarah's video. I'm saying, you suck. <laughs> but yes, everyone be kind and love each other. Because I realize sometimes it sounds awful that you're being like, you're like, be nice. And I'm like, ha Yes, <laughs> be nice and love each other because that's what we promote on Crying in Public. Yeah, we're definitely not, like, mean to each other. Cindy and I love each other and we never say, ha we never have a mean thing to say about each other. Except every single day of our lives. Except for, except we, like, for everything. Name call each other. <laughs> My favorite comment that you get is, this is only one thing. Yeah. <laughs> when you'd be I like, top 10 things. Everyone's like, that's only one. You're like, yeah, I know. It's a series. <laughs> Isn't it? All yeah. And then I'm like, part two is coming. And then it never comes. And then it never comes. <laughs> and your dad's like, awesomeness. And I think it's the cutest thing ever. Yeah. Guys, my mom and dad, but usually my dad, is the first to comment on every single one of my TikTok videos, both for my said, work and said, my He said page. first. <laughs> He said first. I was like, first. It's so cute. Literally, I have the best parents ever. So be more like Dan and Jen and put your mean self away. But you know it. You don't need me to tell you. You know, like, when you go to, like, press your little meaty fingers on your phone screen, you know what you're doing. You know your intent. Just think before you post. Like, 
people can think anything you you can think anything you want about anybody. You can hate a bitch. You can want to cut a bitch. You can want to say how awful she looks in that dress on TikTok. But like, to actually say it is something completely different. Be like, if someone commented that on your video, how would you feel? Honestly, I'd probably laugh. But yeah. not everyone is like is like that, you know. Yeah, nice. the golden rule: do unto others as people. You want I don't them to do unto you. <laughs> She said she came you in want to others strong. The others do the unto uh, like others the way you want to be treated, according yeah. to my elementary school. Yeah, speaking of elementary school and what I said earlier, when I was in sixth grade, I had this poster up my wall in the classroom, and it was like, actions become words. Words. Wait. No, 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 no. I got it wrong already. It's, um, okay, it's feelings become thoughts. Thoughts become words. Words become actions, and actions hurt people. That was like that one that was like sticks and stones might break my bones, but words never hurt me. Uh, yes, they will. <laughs> no, do every single time. No, seriously, do every single time you hear that. Do you think of the Rihanna song S and M? Because I do. Some of us aren't dirty minded, Sarah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. Um, yeah, I remember seeing that as a kid, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I was like, instead of sex in the air, I think I said like scent in the air. Like I'm like so <laughs> I still bleep out songs sometimes when I sing into my head. I do that. I sing Anaconda, the clean version. So I'm like, she, wait, he loved this fat. Ha 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 ha. I got a big fat. (laughs) That's how I sing the song. Sometimes sometimes I like to sing the beat more than I like to sing, like, the song. Oh, and that one part where it's like, I want to see. You know, I want to eat. I want a big one. What did you say? <laughs> no. uh, this, oh, I got it. This, this one is for my just with the fat in the in, the in club. club. I said, I said where, am I? where am I big at in the in the club? But wait, oh, I did it wrong. And every time I saw I would play it, the dance would be like, bleep, 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 bleep. Everyone was like, yeah. Let me see if I can do it the full thing. Guys, this is some top secret content. This is some like confidential, like government sealed content. Here we go. This one is for my, is with the fat in the, in club. I say, where my fat big is in the club. Them skinny, just them skinny is in the club. I want to see all my big fat, but, oh, I messed up. Is <laughs> in you, the, you were so in club. You, if you skinny, just what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was very close. Guys, if you're still listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's what this has come to. It was like, I'm going to cut like most of that out, but I, I'm going to keep my verse in. My verse stays in. It was so good. It was a solid B+. Plus. It was I'm like literally so minus. proud of myself. So I'm keeping this part in the episode. So if you're listening to this now, there was probably like 10 minutes of Sydney and I just going back and forth singing that rap. But I spared yes. you. I spared you. I spared you. You're welcome. I had three espressos today and I don't even know my name. Um, if you want to keep listening, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and iHeart and Spotify. And we're also on social media on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Crying in Public Podcast. We love you guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.